Those who love me will keep my word, Jesus said, and my Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. That's really what salvation is all about, isn't it? Being one with God and God making his home with us. God's home was with us in the Garden of Eden at the beginning of creation, before we turned away and separated ourselves from God. That's what we were constantly striving to get back, our unity with God and for God to make his home with us. So Jesus taught his disciples, those who love me will keep my word, and my Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. That means loving Jesus and keeping his word is in itself salvific. Love Jesus and keep his word and God will dwell with you. So then how do we keep Jesus' words? What are we to do to keep Jesus' word? Well, Jesus said he is the way and the truth and the life. So I'll try to paint a picture of what that looks like in some ways for Jesus to be the way and the truth and the life. Jesus taught us that if someone offends against us, we are not to write that person off until we get an apology. Rather, Jesus taught us to go up to that person and to let that person know what he did or said to hurt us. And the idea is not to reprimand that person, but to go heart in hand seeking to restore the relationship. Jesus' way is to tell someone when they have hurt us as much for that person's sake as for our own sake. Jesus taught us to forgive as we have been forgiven. Pursue peace, pursue love, pursue restoration. Open yourself up to being hurt again. And let go of that hurt that someone has caused you, even though that person doesn't necessarily deserve your forgiveness. Pursue peace and love and restoration. If, you have, if you've ever seen this in action, you know that it can be a beautiful thing. I'm thinking of family and friends who have had an argument or a fight and have become estranged. And then one of them finally bends and decides that the love they share is more important than the hurt that was caused. Recognizing that the other was likely hurting as well. Forgiveness and reconciliation follow and their relationship is reborn. If you have ever experienced that, then you have experienced what it means to keep Jesus' word and to have God make his home within you. Another way we would keep Jesus' word, following him as the way and the truth and the life, comes with the teaching that he gave to his disciples. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Where your treasure is, Jesus said, there your, your heart will be also. Well, if you have ever seen someone who is not well off financially, or someone who is well off financially, but that this, this person is full of love, of family and friends, then you have seen God's heavenly treasures. Keeping Jesus' word, we measure wealth not by how much stuff we acquire, but by how great our love is for others and how great others' love is for us. Following Jesus as the way, the truth, and the life, we measure success not by how well we do at certain tasks, but how, how well we do in our relationships. If you've experienced wealth and success in your relationships, then you know what it means to keep Jesus' word and have God make his home in you. 
Jesus taught us to serve others, to serve both their physical needs and to tell them about his kingdom, to share our faith with him as the way and the truth and the life. These actions are done out of love, believing that we truly have something wonderful to offer others. In our belief in Jesus, we would share our faith, offering it as something that we have found to be beautiful and life-giving. Bishop Joyle addresses this work of proclaiming the gospel in his book, Unabashedly Episcopalian. He writes that as Episcopalians, we often don't ask total strangers if they have accepted Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. Who are we to assume we could form another person's relationship with God? Only God can do that, we may say. So let's leave it between that person and God. We may pray for that person, but public proclamation of the gospel? That's for other denominations to do. Now there is some truth in this thought. Now Bishop Doyle and what he writes and points out that we may not be overly comfortable with just walking up to a total stranger and saying, well, have, have you been saved? I don't know that we're particularly called to do that anyway. But to think then that proclamation of the gospel is for others is lacking. Bishop Doyle points out that both personal prayer and public proclamation and mission are our way of life as Jesus' disciples. We are called to share our faith with people, to offer to others what we have found to be beautiful and life-giving. We serve people's physical needs along with sharing our faith. We incarnate God's healing presence, serving as temples for God to those around us. And we give more than lip service to this. We live it out daily. As Christian ethicist Stanley Hauerwas wrote, we don't want to fall into the trap of drafting radical statements as a substitute for being a radical people, pledged to witness to the world that God's peace is not just some ideal, but a present responsibility for us. By following Jesus' teachings, by living and believing Jesus to be the way and the truth and the life, we enact God's kingdom here on earth, and God makes his home with us. Now, there have been times in the church's history when we've tried to bring about God's kingdom by forced conversions, by making people believe in Jesus. But this is contrary to how Jesus lived. Keeping Jesus' word and having God dwell within us is not a violent act. Jesus said, blessed are the meek. Rather than force people to believe in him, Jesus let people not believe in him. Rather than committing acts of violence against those who did not believe in him, Jesus allowed himself to be killed. Jesus' kingdom is a kingdom of peace. Forgiveness, faith, hope, and love. We keep Jesus' word by telling people about his kingdom and by showing them his kingdom in our daily lives. We keep Jesus' word by talking about him as the way, the truth, and the life and by living him as the way and the truth and the life. Keeping Jesus' word and following him as the way, the truth, and the life comes from a life lived of studying him of studying his words and teachings and following in the way that he taught. And as we do so, we become his kingdom, his presence in the world around us. And we're not always going to know exactly what to do. And that's why we seek daily prayer and study of Jesus' way in order to be guided. And when we are at calm and at peace, 
that's when we try to find what action we think Jesus' teachings are leading us to. Following Jesus as the way, the truth, and the life, in what direction is Jesus leading? What direction leaves us feeling as though we are following him and that we are at peace within ourselves? Jesus' way is the way of peace, of reconciliation, of forgiveness, and love. Keeping Jesus' word, we find salvation. We find unity with God and each other. Keeping Jesus' word, we find God making his home with us. Keeping Jesus' word, we find ourselves to be instruments of God's peace and bringing about his kingdom. Amen.